Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Hello, hello, lovely listeners. (laughs) I thought you were going to say lovely ladies. (laughs) Listen, not everyone's a lady, I bet. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is Listeners true. is a gender neutral term. That is true. Ladies and lads. Okay. I feel like lads is a gender neutral term. I know like historically it's not, but. Yeah. I feel that way about guys because I feel like that's how we say it in like yeah. New England, especially where like, hey guys, but you just mean whatever group. It's like y'all, you know? Yes. But I do find that sometimes people, when I say guys, get like thrown off. They're like, we're not guys. I'm like. Relax. <laughs> you know that I'm talking about you. It's a gender neutral term in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, sure. we are doing something very ambitious right now, which is trying to record when we have to go to dance pretty soon. And I will say this felt like a better idea uh, when we were discussing it a few days ago. I'm feeling a little yeah. a little scatterbrained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the this is the rapid fire round of two degrees hotter. And we picked a pretty ambitious episode. And it probably is still going to be an hour, so buckle up. So buckle up. We're talking about uh, ways that you can practice self-love right now today because if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, it is Valentine's Day. Yes, it is. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day to those that celebrate. Uh, And yeah, we wanted to give you some ways to practice self-love because whether you have a partner, don't have a partner, or whether you're listening to this like three weeks after it came out, you can still practice self-love. It's timeless. You can do it any day of the year. And we wanted to give you some like tangible, simple ways to get started on a self-love journey. Yes. But before we do that, let's start with our segments and the week in review. So I have like a fun failure to talk about real quick. Um, <laughs> it's not really a failure, but I'm just calling it that because I think it's for the bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys might remember this actually happened a year ago. So the dance company that Kylie and I are in, I, I'm i on actually a pretty interesting pattern. So I, <laughs> I auditioned to choreograph last January, did not get it at that time, but that was my first time ever trying. So I was like, yeah, it's all right. And then I auditioned again in July and I did get it. So I choreographed this past season. It was great. And then I auditioned to choreograph again in January for like this upcoming season. And I did not get it. Boo. Boo. Um, And I was really upset about it because I was saying to people like, I feel like this time it kind of hurt more because the first time I kind of took it with a grain of salt in that I was like, oh, you know, the company hasn't really seen what I can do. So like. I can't be that upset about it, you know, but this time I'm like, oh, they have, and they still said no. Awesome. (laughs) Um, So I've been dealing with that and it kind of feels like I took a step backwards, I guess, if it makes sense as far as like artistry and like what I want to do with dance, which kind of sucks. And it's like very out of my control. Like I'm not, I'm not necessarily taking it personally as far as like a critique to my choreography, because I know that there's so many factors that go into like them deciding who actually makes it on the schedule and everything. But I was like reflecting on it and I feel like my one of my like I don't know if I call it a toxic trait but it seems to be an issue is that I always like want to get 
like balls to the walls, so involved in whatever I pick as like my thing. So like in college, mm-hmm. that was like the sorority. So it's like, of course, I like had to be on eboard, like made it my whole prerogative. Mm-hmm. And then um, now it's like in this dance company. And so I'm always like trying to be like the highest, most involved level of like whatever I'm doing. And then when I am not doing that or like I lose out on a chance to do that, it feels like I failed. And I need to like reframe that in my mind because like the reality is the vast majority of people in this company just participate. And like even that is impressive to like commit yourself to Um, because it's like if you think about it, like, you know, 20, there's like over 200 people in the company and only like 20 something people choreograph. So it's like. I'm holding myself to a very high standard of a very small group of people. Um, So yeah, just kind of like mourning that opportunity, I guess. But it's not the end of the world. It's not that deep. We'll be fine. But just wanted to be real and share. (laughs) I don't need to be real. I need to be choreographing for Danceworks Boss. Exactly. (laughs) Legit. Me. But it's fine. We'll, We'll try again. I'm not like... yeah. And and I've been denied before and it's worked out again. So I know it's not like an omen forever. It's just like, it's disappointing for for like this concept, but like, it's fine. I'll be fine. And also (laughs) for the listeners, for added context, you aren't the only one that has choreographed in the past that didn't get it. Yeah, that's true too. You know what I mean? So that I, yeah, like you said, it has very little to do with your own creative ability but also, like, I get being, like, I wanted to be – I mentally prepared to be this level of involved, and it's, like, weird. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, like, weird to go from, like, being in that, like, very high level of involvement to now you're, like, how do I regress back to yeah. your participant? <laughs> <laughs> when And it's, like – I don't want to make it sound like just being a participant is, like, lowly below me. Like, it's just mm-hmm. an adjustment. Like, yeah, to your point, like, I was just mentally prepared to, like – lead rehearsals all season and like come up with like formations and stuff and I'm like oh I just don't have to do any of that like I'm kind of like yeah cool but also now what (laughs) yeah like I don't really remember what it's like so yeah I'm like it's pretty nice I'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) yeah and I'm sure it will be nice like you know like when I I was upset the night I didn't get it and then the next day I was kind of like you know it's like a little bit of a relief at the same time like yeah Yeah. it'll be a more chill season I'll have more energy to put into other things we'll see what those things are but and we still have ballet so we have ballet. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, I think it's going to be a good season. I'm excited to have you at auditions, like actually dancing True. with me. True, because last season I did an audition. Yeah, and said she judged me from I afar. I did. <laughs> uh, which was an interesting <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> but yeah, which speaking of which, we have auditions. When you're, when you're listening to this, auditions will have already happened. But when we are mm-hmm. recording this, they happen this weekend. So mm-hmm. – I guess wish us luck. Yeah. Wish us retroactive Retroactively wish us luck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But speaking of auditions coming up, obviously we've had like some time off of dance. This is how I'm transitioning into my weekend review in case you're wondering. I'm doing a poor job at it. Um, But because we've had dance off and I had my two procedures, I like genuinely sat down and was like, what did I do last week? And the answer is, like, kind of nothing. Well, we uh, went to the ballet. That was good. Oh, true. true that was, true. like, we did cultural of us. Yeah. Thank you. What do you know? I did do something. <laughs> we went to um, see Ballet X, which mm-hmm. is a contemporary ballet company based out in Pennsylvania. They were on tour. They came to Boston. They were phenomenal. Yeah. Like, unreal. 
We were like, uh, if if trained dancers, why no like that? <laughs> How'd their body do that? My body do this. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. I think you were saying the first piece that they showed was your favorite and the last piece mm-hmm. that they showed was my favorite. But I've been trying to explain to people what contemporary ballet is, like for the non-dancers of the world. I'm doing such a poor job at it uh, time and time again. But I would say it's essentially, it's grounded in ballet technique, Mm -hmm. but it takes heavy influences from other styles of dance and often presents traditional ballet technique in untraditional ways, either through costuming or music or movement style, whatever it may be. Uh, And it doesn't think, well, because I've had to explain it to like, 10 people at this point, and every time it got a little bit better. My first okay. one was like, I don't know, it's like ballet, but like a little different. And everyone was like, cool, <laughs> that helps. Not at all. Um, but yeah, so it's not, and it doesn't often follow a story. Or like mm-hmm. in this case, um, the show is comprised of three long form pieces. So each dance was like, what, 20, 25 minutes yeah, long? Yeah, probably. And yeah, so it was really good. Highly recommend uh, I, I do wonder if, like, not to sound pretentious, but I wonder if non-dancers would get contemporary ballet. Like, I think non-dancers get and appreciate traditional ballet because it's just pretty. But sometimes, I, like, there were moments in the show where I was like, oh, if I brought, like, Zach or, like, a friend mm-hmm. to this, they'd be like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> what yeah. are they doing up there? I mean, I think, like, any, like, deep art form it takes a specific type of person like yeah you know if you think of like bringing a friend to like a poetry slam or something it's like some people are gonna get it and like it and some people aren't so it's probably similar that's a good point everyone has their thing some people like painted you know painting some people like music poetry like depends on your spiel but that's a good point that's a good point oh my god speaking of music not to i'm just completely (laughs) winging my week in review i did have something wrote written down um the Grammys were last night, mm-hmm. and Mr. Harry Styles won Album of the Year. Our king. Our king. We already knew. We already recognized him, but now yeah. the world knows. Yeah. Well, d- have you heard the tea on TikTok? Like about Beyonce? Yes. Yeah. That's that shitty. It reminds like- me of like the um, – was it Beyonce last time when when Kanye was like, whoever had the greatest yes. video of all time? Okay, why why is everyone always coming to her defense? Like, She's not even asking people. Yeah, and I'm like, I get it. Beyonce's f- a phenomenal artist. This is not a Beyonce doesn't deserve it conversation, but it's a why are why are we why are we doing this? Yeah, Beyonce, I don't think Beyonce asked for this. Yeah, she seems like a nice girl. And doesn't um, she have like way more Grammys in general? Like, let him have this one thing. You know, people's thing is like she does have she has won a lot of Grammys, but she's never won Album of the Year. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, but, like, there's actually nothing we can do about it. Like, he won. It's just, yeah. It is what it is. Like, I, you can be upset about it, but, like, don't be upset at Harry Styles. He has just as much control over winning as she does, yeah. which is none. And coming from, like, my biased, Harry-obsessed perspective, I will say I didn't hear very much about this most recent Beyonce album as a whole. Like, I I appreciated individual songs, but I feel like the album wasn't a thing as much as Harry's house was, like, a unit on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do wonder if that's just because we 
are our such fans. like yeah probably. niche Harry fans. Because <laughs> uh, I I feel like Beyonce's album was pretty prominent, but that's because Ash loves Beyonce. Mm-hmm. So I had heard it like multiple times, and I feel like my phone heard me listening to it multiple times, and then you know gave me content on social media because that's how that works. But yeah, so I didn't like that. But you know who was standing and applauding him during his whole speech because she gets Ms. it? Miss Taylor. Miss Taylor, I am a child of divorce. <laughs> Divorced parents. Uh, there was like that photo going around of them fist bumping. I'm like, mm-hmm. mom and dad, <laughs> please. <laughs> they both looked stunning. Yeah. I've seen stunning. some like conspiracy theories about their outfits. Um having similar elements like the shape of her Harry's squares versus like the shape of her earrings and like mm. stuff like that and I'm like guys please <laughs> yeah no sit down that, yeah. touch some grass like <laughs> yeah it, we're taking it too far okay <laughs> we, we need yeah we need to come back to reality but that with that said I will forever hold out hope that whenever 1989 Taylor's version comes out it features yeah that would be but i said to ash today i was like genuinely like what do i if that happens literally what do i do after that what's gonna be better than that in my life like nothing in your whole life probably my wedding day definitely not (laughs) peaked the birth of any child i may have definitely not better than a harry styles and taylor swift collab i can promise you that so what uh, yeah Part of me is like, I want it to happen so bad. And then part of me is like, I don't know if I want it to happen. Yeah. Because I don't want to peak in my right. 20s like that. So, but yeah, we'll see. Also, that that is a joke in case anyone <laughs> doesn't get it. People are like, please. <laughs> Anyways, I was just going to talk about how I've just been resting and recovering from my procedures. That was supposed to be a week in review. But instead, you got a little ballet X, you got a little uh, pop culture Grammys analysis. Yeah. Well, I feel like you gave them the procedure update last week. Yeah, that's so the how I was ready. feeling too. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you know, can't rush recovery. My body's so a temple. You know, gotta let it. <laughs> so they say. Self-love. Yeah. Back on topic. <laughs> All right, let's get into our favorites. So Kylie's heard me describe this show in great detail, so I won't harp on it too long, but I have really been enjoying The Last of Us, and if you are not watching, I urge you to start watching now because it's coming out every Sunday, so it's like fun that you'll be able to get on track and like wait for the Sunday premieres. Yeah. Um, It's on HBO Max. It's based on a video game, but don't let that turn you away because it almost turned me away. I was like, eh, based on a video game, like it's probably going to be like dumb and violent and like not that good. Um, but it's amazing and it's about a pandemic, which is kind of like me, but like very different than COVID. Um, and I mean, thank God, given that it's an apocalyptic game, like storyline, <laughs> um, but like as a pandemic, uh, anxious person, it doesn't like, it doesn't give me anxiety cause it's like a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so good. Episode three, if you know, you know, was actually one of the best things I've ever watched on television in my entire life. Like stunning, amazingly done. Chef's kiss. Yeah. I can't say enough good things. It's like one of my, it's up there with euphoria for me for like shows that really deserve the hype in my opinion. So highly recommend. Wow. Yeah. I discussed watching it with Zach uh, and I think we're going to start watching it this weekend when he, he's on a work so trip. Good. So when he gets back, we'll start 
Because, yeah, I watched the, um, like, the trailer for it to get a little bit of context and understand, like, put some, like, visuals to the concepts, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and it does look really good. And I guess SNL did a sketch uh, where they, like, were making fun of, like, the idea of turning a video game into a TV show. And they were like, we should make a post-apocalyptic Mario Kart. And it, mm-hmm. honestly, I- I'll send it to you. Kind of slow. Yeah, I was like, I, I'd watch this. Loki. Yeah. It's kind of good. <laughs> and the cast is good too. So it's Pedro Pascal from Narcos. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what is their name from uh, Game of Thrones? The main oh, character. the Bella. Ye- something. Bella something. She's younger, know. right? Yeah. And then Bella Ramsey. Swanson, Nick yes. Offerman. And the guy from White Lotus, the receptionist, it's just, it's chef's kiss, really. Yeah. So check it out. I, I will. Stay tuned if it becomes a TDH. Can you imagine the first, like, TDH-approved show outside of Euphoria? Is one based <laughs> off of a video game? Please. <laughs> like, basically, like, a zombie video game? Or, like, Literally. Awesome. We're not regular girls. We're cool girls. <laughs> um. So, for my favorite this week, I'm really hoping that it is still available. I actually tried to do, like, research on how long it'll be available based on past launches but it's the skims valentine's day collection as a whole honestly i feel like if anything it might be on sale because it's like after that's what i've been trying to figure out their holiday like the dresses that i got were from the holiday shop and i just ordered them Mm. like two weeks ago so i feel like that's a good sign okay that's good to know but skims came out with their valentine's day collection it is stunning i so it came out during the week of my surgeries. So I was like, what's a better way to treat myself during these trying times than with a little Kimberlina action? So Kimberlina. I bought <laughs> I bought the soft lounge dress in the Valentine's color this year, which I think is called like petal or something. It's yeah. like a pinky purple. Uh, I got the dress in that and then I got the boxer shorts and like the soft lounge tank in that color as well and then i got uh in the like lightest pink color the a bralette and underwear and i got the pack of socks that have like all the fun sayings on them and it just i mean she knocked it out of the park she always freaking does she kills it uh if you're a kim k hater i don't want to hear it because she's killing it with skims put her skims on now she's acting like she's kim that's me (laughs) so i highly recommend i think it's worth the money honestly i wear all of my stuff like i wear the pajamas constantly um and the dress i'm so excited to style it is a bit more of like a spring color i've actually been trying because i want to wear it zach and i i'm pretty sure are going out to eat for Mm -hmm. valentine's day and i i want to wear it but i've been trying to figure out how i want to style it for like a cropped sweater over that's what like I was a, thinking. Like a cardigan, buttoned up cardigan. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then like cute boots or something. I could do like my white cowboy boots. Yeah. Because I wore my – I got the like shimmery black. Yeah. Onyx. It was like from the holiday – the black onyx one. And I yeah. wore it with like a little bolero to the ballet and it worked well. Like it's actually yeah, – it cute. It's not cold with your legs covered. It's like pretty good. Okay. I did order the sparkly pink one. Nice. Also. Matching. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, but I highly recommend, like I, they had a ton of stuff. I really had to like sit myself down and be like, you can't buy everything that you want because 
you cannot afford that. So I am hopeful that it's on sale after Valentine's Day. So I'll I'll leave a link if I can find something. If not, I'll just leave a link to this game's website because you should shop it regardless. But yeah. I figured it's my appropriate fave. Yeah. Well, and it's my first Valentine's Day with a partner. So my like mindset was getting like if you are my parents or on the same payroll as me or related to me in any way, shape or form, please stop listening. Uh, I wanted to treat myself to like lingerie. Yeah. Because I'm like. Romanticize. Yeah. Yeah. And technically what I got isn't like I could have leaned into it a bit more, but it's still like a cute little like matching set, you know, and Mm -hmm. nothing feels better than having matching bra and underwear. Like there's just something about it that like just makes you feel a bit like sexier and girlier. Yeah. Put together. Yeah. So highly recommend. Love it. All right. We're going to take a quick ad break and then we will be back with some tangible tips on self-lerve. Self-lerve. Lerve yourself. Lerve yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Please. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Okay, we're back, and I think the reason that we went with like the more tangible tips route here, we've talked about like self-love, we've talked about like self-compassion in other episodes, so if you want more like conceptual like mindset reframing kind of stuff go listen to those episodes I think one of them came out like a year ago um but I think like lots of kind of self-love advice can feel like very daunting and kind of like you're like all right like just not achievable if you're like not in a place of feeling good about yourself like it's like oh just work on your mindset like set boundaries be more confident you're like cool let me just instantly do all those things like yeah (laughs) they're very much like a journey Yeah. Um, And so in the spirit of Valentine's Day, we wanted to give you a list of very like simple, approachable, doable. You can do some of these like right now as you're listening Mm -hmm. 
things um, to kickstart your journey today, right now. Yeah. On Valentine's Day or whenever you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. True. So these are just little basic tips and I'll kick it off with the first one, which is to start a gratitude journal. And you might be like, hmm, feels counterintuitive to like think about external things when you're trying to like love yourself. But I think like a lot of the way we feel about ourselves has to do with the way we perceive our environment and like our situations and kind of like our life status and things like that. Um, And so I think a good first step to feeling better about yourself is just like looking around and saying like, wow, you know, things do work out for me. I do have good people in my life. I do have things going for me, even if it doesn't always feel that way. So whether you get like one of the fancy five minute journals or just like use a little notes app in your phone, this is a good way to either start the day or end the day or both. Yeah. So true. My first tip is to plan some solo dates or just things that you can do by yourself uh, and prioritize spending some time alone. We actually have a whole episode on this. Mm -hmm. So if you need some ideas, you can head to that episode to kickstart that. But I feel like especially if you're in a relationship, it's really important to like take time for yourself and do things by yourself. I think it's very easy to get caught up in spending all of your free time with your partner. And that's not a bad thing. Like it's that's a good thing. You should want to spend time with your partner. But you know, sometimes it feels good to just like get back to like doing things yourself. You feel self-sufficient and it gives you time to like just be with yourself and like reconnect Mm -hmm. with yourself in some way even if it's literally just going to target and -hmm. getting and you know running the errand that you needed that you've been pushing off for two weeks because you've just been spending time with your significant other or you can like make it a bit more intentional take yourself to the park and read or go get coffee or take yourself out for dinner by yourself Mm -hmm. like whatever it may be uh spending that time by yourself that's when all the reflection happens you know so true and yes go listen to our full episode because lots of ideas there. True. My next one is to write a cute little post-it with an affirmation or um, you can even just do a dry erase on a mirror. I did that one time in the past mm. um, and I think that's kind of a fun idea. Yeah. And Or like lipstick on a mirror. That's always fun too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like write an affirmation. Leave it somewhere that you're going to see it often. Mirrors are good. Really anywhere next to like your laptop. Um, And I remember one that I used to have in college was I wrote like, it's already yours, love the universe. So like things that you want, Mm -hmm. things that you're looking forward to, because that was like a uncertain time of like not knowing what my next steps were. And that was like what was making me insecure at the time. So think about if there's anything like that, you can target, get on Pinterest, get a good quote and put it somewhere you'll see it because it's like, that's just like a one post-it from literally like three years ago now. And I still remember like it and where I put it and stuff. So it can make a pretty big impact. Yeah. I love it. Uh, So this is like kind of playing off of what you're saying, uh, but take it one step further and like actually compliment yourself on it, especially if it's something you're insecure about. And I think not to like generalize, but I think for women especially, like think of like something like physical and something not physical to compliment yourself on Mm because I feel like we end up insecure about both sides of the spectrum um and I think that's a a really easy way to start changing sort of like negative self-talk and 
negative perceptions of yourself is just like actively giving yourself a compliment. Look in the mirror and compliment something about yourself physically and yourself just as a person, even if you don't believe it. I think a lot of the times, especially when it comes to self-love, you kind of have to start by faking it mm-hmm. and then eventually you start to believe it. Um, so yeah, that that's one of my favorite ways. Whenever I find myself like feeling really insecure, I'll like try to figure out a way to spin it into a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. My next one is to unfollow anyone that makes you feel bad about yourself or like doesn't even necessarily make you feel bad about yourself, but you find yourself falling into like a comparison trap with like, even mm-hmm. if it's kind of sub, um, subconsciously. And I have you seen like the, the t- TikTok thing that's like, if you wouldn't want to talk to them in a grocery store, you shouldn't be following them on social media. Have you seen that? No. It's like this theory of like who to unfollow. And it's like, if you would be like in your hometown and you would see someone in a grocery store and you like would wouldn't want to talk to them or like wouldn't be excited to see them then like why are you following them and i kind of believe that but at the same time i feel like the people that make me feel more like insecure or like i find myself comparing myself to are people that i don't know and yeah. even and especially then it's like well why literally why are you following them like <laughs> so yeah, true do like a social media purge even yeah. if it doesn't feel like you need one cuz it's like there's so many things we absorb just like subconsciously and you're not even thinking like i'm jealous of her but it's like in the back yeah. of your mind, um, it's all contributing to like a negative self-image. So do a little yeah. social media purge. I, I like yeah. doing that on um, like trains or like mm-hmm. long car rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good uh, like road trip activity. Um, my next one is to route to route to write down some ways that you should show your friends or you would show your friends and loved ones that you love them and then do them for yourself. So I think like a classic example is buying yourself flowers. Uh, but you can you can do that if that's, you know, something that you consider to be an act of love. You can write yourself a love note. You can forgive yourself for, you know, maybe not showing up fully in a way that you wanted to or for not meeting a goal or, you know, whatever you might be um, being hard on yourself for, show yourself compassion, all those things. Like really think about what you do for your friends and your loved ones and start doing those things for yourself because you're a loved one to yourself. If you love yourself, <laughs> then you're a loved one. True. And like, and that's all, and that's on being a woman in STEM. What can I say? Yeah. I don't make the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I love getting flowers every week. So fun. Yeah. Um, similar to what you said earlier about like finding time to do things solo, I had written set aside some time this upcoming week on your calendar to prioritize yourself, do an activity you love and like actually follow through. I think I always have these like concepts of like this weekend I'm going to go thrifting, like, you know, and I, and I never do it cause it's like, I don't actually carve out the time or like other priorities come up. So I'm like, think about what you want to do and then put it on your calendar and show up and do it. Even if yeah. no one else is holding you accountable because that's like the hardest part is the follow through. Yeah. Or honestly, tell someone that you want to do it. Like oh, tell true. your boyfriend or your best friend or something. I really have been wanting to go thrifting by myself. Like take this time. Uh, so I'm going to go on Saturday. Hold me to it. Um, there's nothing wrong in that. with that. Your loved one should be like, hell yeah, I'll hold you accountable to that. Um, My next one is – and this might seem a little – out of left field. 
but take time to make your annual doctor's appointments. That is like such a huge act of self-love is make the appointments, make them in the same week. We've talked about a wellness week before. Like that is one of the, you feel so good when you've been pushing off and pushing off making that appointment. When you finally do it, you're like, ah, I'm glad that I like got that off my chest. And then you go to the appointment and it's no fun. Like no one has fun going to these doctor's appointments. But again, you leave and you're like, I'm so glad I went. Like, I'm so glad that my health is in check. Everything's doing well. Or, hey, if you're like me in the past year, my annual appointments have led to me having to get two procedures done that, I guess three technically, if you count my wisdom teeth, that needed to get done. And if I hadn't kept up with my appointments, they would have likely caused more severe health issues for me down the Mm -hmm. line. So I don't say that to uh, invoke anyone's health anxiety, but I think it is a big act of self-love to take those preventative measures uh, and go to your annual appointments because you never know. They can be life-saving. Certainly. And I know a lot of people are scared of like the cost of like going to a doctor or like what it's going to mean, but it's like we all buy things. I don't know. Like I I feel like it's like you kind of got to reframe your perspective and it's like, your copays, you know, 50 bucks at the at the specialists. And it's like, well, did we spend 50 bucks at Target on things we didn't need? We might have. Yeah. That we might have, you know? Yeah. yeah so it's for just sure. reprioritizing. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is something I've been doing a lot lately. And it's like when I go to the grocery store, when I go to Trader Joe's, I like to stock up on fun little beverages, fun little treats and save them for the day's or the moments that I anticipate are going to be harder to get through. So like if I see, you know, Thursday on my calendar is like crazy back-to-back meetings and I know it's just going to like make me anxious and I'm not going to have much of a break, I'll like get myself one of those kombuchas or like those um, apple cider vinegar drinks that I like. Um, And yeah, your future struggling self will thank you and like have a little thing to look forward to makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my next one is actually inspired by what we talked about for your week in review last week, but I think making a like what's working for me list to refer back to uh, can be really helpful. And this can, you know, you talked about it in the context of the people and activities and places that make you feel good. And I think that you can include that, but you can also like include some like hype up stuff, like what's working for for you with work? Like what have been some recent wins at work or in the hobbies that you're partaking in? What are some talents that you have that make you unique? Just like a list of feel good things, no matter what that means to you. So that when you look at it, you either like leave looking at the list feeling good or you leave with like an idea in mind for how you can start to like feel good or ideally both. So true. My next one, I think this is a, I think Kendall Jenner did this. I don't know where I saw that, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Kendall Jenner did this. Um, and it's to display a childhood photo somewhere that you'll see it often. So whether it's on a mirror or just like in a little picture frame in your room or wherever. Um, and the whole point is to see that picture of like innocent childhood you and know that like the things that you say to yourself now you are saying to them and you are the same soul that you were at that point and you should treat yourself like you would then and what you would say to yourself then um and I just think that's a lovely sentiment and we all got cute baby photos so sort through those so true my next one is 
to create a little self-love ritual to ground you when you're feeling down. Um, So this isn't necessarily like doing like a major activity because I think, you know, obviously we all have like hobbies and activities that make us feel good. But sometimes when we're in like a like specifically insecure moment or just like feeling really down, we can't automatically like like we can't just automatically start dancing like go to dance Mm -hmm. class if we're feeling down at like 12 p.m on a tuesday because that's not when our rehearsals are so find like a you know 10 to 15 minute routine whether it's you know doing a lap around your neighborhood outside coming in journaling for five minutes and then moving on with your day like something to signal to your brain we're done being hard on ourselves we're done tearing ourselves down We need to, like, get back to, you know, showing ourselves love, showing ourselves compassion. So whatever that may look like for you, you can use some of the things that we're talking about in this episode to build that uh, ritual. But I think that's, like, important to, like, signal to your brain when it's time to stop being so mean. Stop being so damn mean to yourself. Come on. Get it together, girl. Be such a bully. Yeah. (laughs) Stop bullying my friend like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my next one is, I want to do this actually, like maybe this weekend, um, pick out some outfits that make you feel good. Pick out some tops you like, some bottoms you like, do some pairing and take a picture of the way that those outfits look paired together and store them somewhere that they're easy to find. So whether you add them to like your favorites or like a notes app or whatever. Um, but I feel like we all have days that like we're feeling more negative about ourselves, more negative about the way that we look. And we just feel like you can't find anything in your closet that you like. And that's like the worst feeling when you're already like, you know, trying to get to work or trying to get to whatever you're going to. And then you just feel shitty and everything that you try on. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have like go-tos saved so that you can be like, I remember feeling good in that brown sweater and those khaki pants. And what do you do? You put you them put on. on. <laughs> that sounded so. like, you remember in um, Mean Girls where she's like, Regina, oh, Regina wearing or, army yeah. pants and flip-flops, so I bought army pants and flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. Do that, but with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Past you me are Regina. wearing <laughs> brown cardigan and khaki pants. So current me <laughs> is wearing a brown cardigan and khaki <laughs> pants. Um, again, along the similar lines, but clean out your closet and specifically get rid of the clothes that do not serve you. So these are the clothes that don't make you feel good. These are the clothes that do not fit you. These are the clothes that maybe you got them because you thought they would look one way on your body, but they ended up not looking that way on your body. Whatever it may be, get rid of them. You don't need to save clothes for a certain body type that you're hoping to achieve or a certain weight you're hoping to achieve. Clothes are meant to fit you, not the other way around. So just get rid of them and only keep the clothes that make you feel good and that you can build those feel-good outfits off of. Preach, bestie. Um, And I find it much more, like, doable to do this in, like, sections. So, like, I'll spend one day and go through, like, all my active wear bottoms and the next day, like, all the tops. If I try to do, like, my whole closet at once, I just, like, have a breakdown. So feel free to break it up, have a whole week of clearing out your closet. Um, my next one is just to do something you're good at. I feel like there's a lot of discourse of like, push yourself out of your comfort zone, try something new, like, you know, learn new things, but it's like, it can feel good and be a confidence boost to be like, I'm good at cooking. So I'm going to cook or like, yeah, I'm good at running. So I'm going to go hit a new PR, you know, like yeah. do things that you know, you're good at to boost your confidence. Cause I feel like 
that helps too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my next one is to find ways to incorporate joyful movement and bonus points if you can get yourself outside, uh, weather depending, because if you're in the Northeast, not right now, but like this past weekend, it was uh, absolutely frigid outside. So don't go outside when it's that cold. But if you can't get outside, try to get outside. And the key here is joyful movement. We are not working out as punishment. We are not working out, at least in this practice, for aesthetic goals. We are working out as a way of showing appreciation for our bodies and what they can do. Because uh, I think it's really important. I think it's totally fine to have aesthetic goals when it comes to working out. But I also think it's really important to have moments where you're just moving your body for the sake of moving your body and not for any other agenda. I think that's when you start to like flip the switch of doing it as an act of self-love as opposed to just feeding into diet culture or aesthetics or body trends, which we should, honestly, we should do an episode on like body trends. Ooh. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's add it to the list. Yeah. Um, Going back to what you were saying about it being so cold, I saw this TikTok where a girl in Boston was posting kind of like bragging about how she went on a run on the super cold day on Saturday where it was like wind chill, negative like 30, like insane. And um, a nurse duetted it and had that like dumb ways to die <laughs> on you. So That's yeah, funny. don't do that. No. Um, treadmills exist. Yeah. Um, or just rest day. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is if you can feel yourself kind of getting stressed and anxious and like feeding into negative self-talk, just take five minutes to breathe meditate, maybe give yourself a neck massage, look up some of those like pressure points in your body Ooh, that like yeah. help relieve stress, do whatever you need to like release tension. Cause we're always holding so much tension and you might not realize it until you like draw attention to it, but it's like your shoulders are probably up higher than they need to be. Like your neck's probably more tense than it needs to be. And you know, we all hold tension different ways, but like my jaw, for example, is always like super clenched and it's like, mm-hmm. Relax. Show yourself some self-love. Do a quick little like gua sha or like whatever you need to like relax the tension because you'll feel better after. For sure. So my next one is to practice a worry-free month, which sounds a little crazy, but I feel like most of the time – I think – I'll start with I think we all can be pretty honest with ourselves when – We either are worrying about something that we don't necessarily have control over or that we don't need to like necessarily actively be worrying about in that moment and stuff that is actually worth our time to worry about. Um, My anxiety girlies, I'm looking at you. So I think step one is identifying when you're worrying about something that's actually like warranted to be worried about in the moment and when you're worrying about something Uh, out of anxiety or fear or stress or whatever it may be. And for the latter, acknowledge it, accept it for what it is, and then tell it, all right, thanks, mind, for worrying about that. I'll, I'll worry about it next month. We'll get to it next month. And then, as you can imagine, if it's something that really isn't worth your time to worry about, you won't remember what it was the next month because it wasn't an actual thing to worry about. It was a fear or an anxiety or, you know, whatever it may be. So try try a worry-free month. Try to train yourself to really, you know, catch yourself in the worry, identify whether it's worth your time, and then worry about it next month. 
And I I haven't tried this myself. Like I said, I got this out of an article, so it wasn't my idea, but I'm definitely going to try it. The next time I'm worried about something, hey, girlfriend, worry about that next month. <laughs> next month's going to roll around and I'm probably not going to be worried about it because it was just in this little head of mine. So yeah, I thought that was, I when I saw like practice a worry-free month, I was like, mm-hmm, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> you have my attention. My so. toxic trait is like, oh, add that worry to a list and then come back to it next month. But I'm like, no, that's not the point. Don't yeah. write it down. <laughs> Don't write it down. <laughs> Um, my next thing is to make a list of all the activities that would occur during your ideal day. So maybe you wake up, you get some sun, you drink a nice coffee, you go thrifting, you read a book, who knows. Um, circle the ones that you feel that you have control over and try your best to integrate one into today, even if it's a small little thing. Take steps towards making your day better for you, more ideal yeah. for you. Yeah, for sure. My last one is to make a playlist of songs that make you feel good. Uh, And this can be like anything. Again, you know yourself better than we know you. So if you're struggling with like feeling uh, like physically confident, for example, like you want to feel like sexy or girly or like whatever it may be, make a playlist that emulates that. Or if you're like feeling insecure about work, like make a playlist of songs uh, that like center around more success or that like hype you up to get work done and get motivated, whatever it may be, make a playlist that when you turn it on, like you automatically feel good and excited uh, to to listen and to take on the world in whatever way you want to. And if you're like me, you can take it a step forward and make very specific playlists for very specific feelings so that you always have one on hand. <laughs> yes. Love the specific playlist lifestyle. It's yeah, it's important. My next one is to book your favorite self-care appointment. If you're feeling especially down or especially like treating yourself, give yourself something to look forward to, whether it's getting your nails done, maybe a massage, maybe a facial, or just stocking up on the supplies to DIY it at home. That is just as fun, sometimes more fun. You can have the music that you like on, uh, you know, the vibes. So yeah, this is a very like stereotypical kind of like self-care, self-love uh, tip, but they exist for a reason and they are fun. So, and then we wanted to close this episode out with some ideas of uh, things to journal on, some prompts for self-love. Yes. So do you yes. want to kick us off? Yeah. So the first one is, what would you never want to change about yourself? I, are we? Do we want to answer these or do we want to rapid fire these in the interest of time? Oh, I was thinking we would just like suggest them as things to um, journal on. Okay, cool. Then the first one is, <laughs> what would you never want to change about yourself? The next one is, what is one thing you suspect you might be good at but never tried? What's holding you back? Next, what is the last compliment you received? Recall the details. And then the last one is to think about someone who always sees you in a positive light. So maybe it's your grandparents, a teacher, a friend, and write down the words you believe they would use to describe you to a stranger. I I thought that that one one. was sweet. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the episode, folks. Do you love yourself? Yeah. Did it work? (laughs) 
That's all it takes? No, we're kidding. This is, like we said, it's a journey for sure. There's a lot of ways that you can build on this journey, but we wanted to give you some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like tangible, um, achievable action items that you could start literally the second this episode ends to kickstart that self-love journey. Because at the end of the day, what is the saying? How can you love someone else if you don't love yourself? You know? No, I actually... I actually don't believe in that. We could get into that in a different episode, but you should still love yourself and practice self-love. So we hope this episode was helpful for that. Yes. And you know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram, submit suggestions, compliments, critiques, whatever you're feeling to our anonymous suggestion box. And with that, we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy V-Day, guys. Bye. Bye.